2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadam. Well, the Green Bay Packers did, unfortunately, fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a close game. Um, Plenty of uh, moral victories, if you will. I know Matt Lafleur said there are no moral victories. In fact, that's the title of (laughs) the YouTube video here. For the moral, or for the uh, Matt Lafleur press conference, positive takeaways, let's say. But I do want to do things a little bit differently today. Uh, we don't usually go through the press conferences at least until much later. But I know things tend to get a little repetitive sometimes. Today we go over like basic stats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I thought we'd start with this um, and see where we get. I mean, the plan is, hey, let's do this and let's do a bunch of other stuff. But these press conferences take ten times longer than I always assume, and uh, there are quite a few of them. We've got uh, Christian Watson, two from Matt LaFleur, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Jordan Love, Rashawn Gary. I don't exactly know the plan. We have to do Matt LaFleur, probably do Jordan Love if there's time, and we'll just, we'll just keep picking them off if there's time. But for all I know, you know, there, there won't be much time. Uh, quick thoughts, because I don't know what if essentially is going to be covered and what will not be. I think this game right here encapsulates essentially what a lot of people have been saying for a long time, but I haven't necessarily seen what they've been seeing, and that is a young team dealing with growing pains. Now, there's still some stuff you can look at and go, that's not really growing pains, like drops and stuff, that's eh. But in terms of being a team that's like, man, you can see it, you can kind of see it, it's just not there consistently enough, right? They don't have the rhythm down. There's certain things that just haven't been figured out, but man, when it's on, you can see it. And I, I mentioned that on Packing Night After Dark in terms of this is why I like just keeping the foot on the gas, keep dialing up the big plays, because yeah, it's going to make you look stupid once in a while, and these guys can't quite handle it, but I want to see what this team can be. Push the gas pedal all the way down, and let's just see what this thing can do. And you can see it, man. I mean, they got to shake off a little bit of, it's not really rust, I guess, but. It's there. It's in there somewhere. Now, what exactly needs to happen moving forward to make sure that we can do this all the way? Is it a new coach, new quarterback, new wide receivers, new defense, new defensive coordinators, whatever? But this game was the the most like it's almost there but not quite game I think I've ever seen. And and a lot of it is they checked a lot of the just panic boxes. The complete inability of our offense to do anything in the first half is a panic box. That's not a growing pain. That's a something is broken. Something is really wrong. And I mentioned, hey, if you see Jordan Love play well in the first half and, you know, through the right, you know, not fall off in the second half, rest assured that I will be happy with his performance. And I was. Now, was it a great performance? No. Far from a great performance. It it, it doesn't meet the level of, dude, this is the guy. This, this shows how elite he can be. Bullcrap. <laughs> it wasn't that. And that's true for everybody. We didn't see a lead from Watson. We didn't see a lead from Reed. We didn't see a lead from Musgrave. We didn't see a lead from Jones or Dillon. We didn't see elite from the offensive line. We certainly didn't see a lead from the defense. But it's a step, and it's a sizable step that, that shows what the upside can be. We saw the deep passing. We saw the plays under pressure, right? Rolling to his right, throwing across, uh, you know, across his body, the other side of the field, hitting a guy, you know, making plays. We saw first-half play. We saw receivers going up and digging out football, making tough catches. Yes, there's drops, right? There were big throws and also terrible throws. There are great catches and drop. There's mistakes mixed in, but all the things that are panic-inducing, kind of like, okay, you can do it. It's in there somewhere. Now, is it good enough? Do we have confidence? I don't know. Here's what I will say, though. This is the thing that I was mentioning on Packard and After Dark that I almost said it, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to save it for tomorrow. Here's the thing. If Jordan complete continues to play this way, He keeps his job. Because remember, I think Jordan almost by default gets another year unless things are just terrible. And I do think at the beginning of the year it was terrible. I know most people don't agree. I don't really care. It was terrible. Even his best games, it's like, yeah, but that was just in the second half. That's terrible. But right now he's playing like a mediocre to slightly subpar, and I know that seems rough, but when you throw two picks down the stretch, to end the game and you end the game with a pick. I mean, that's that's some like really bad stuff. You, you hate to say that that erases all the good, but it literally does because we lost the game as a result. But it's still going to be good enough for the coaching staff to look at it and say, and again, there, there's still a question mark. If we end up with a top two pick, it's still going to be a question mark. But I do think, generally speaking, assuming that's not going to happen, which I don't think it will, this will be good enough for them to say, we don't need to panic at quarterback. Let's go get a top receiver, a top, um, offensive tackle whatever it ends up being let's let's try to make 2023 what we always said it was going to be which is an assessment year right we need to maybe hit on running back because i think you know aaron jones What, wh- however you want to look at it it's not looking like a long-term solution i don't even know if it's looking like a short-term solution aj Dillon is fine i don't think anybody wants him to be like your premier feature back and i'm not saying it has to be a first-round pick because you can find guys you know Middle rounds, no problem, whether that's second again or third or fourth or whatever. I think the trajectory we're on right now, Jordan Love, will be here next year because I think you see progress. I think you see all the glimmers of the things that that caused them to draft him. I think there's going to be just enough for them to say, you know what, this obviously isn't good enough, but let's give him another year. This was his year to kind of get into the groove of things and kind of get caught up with his guys. Give him another year to kind of get into a rhythm, get the timing down with Watson, get the timing down with Dobbs, you know, hone in those things, and then let's see what it looks like in 2024. And if in 2024 it's still not there, then we can move on. I kind of think that's where we're heading right now. Because again, it's not where you need it to be, but that's true across the board. And I don't know that this team is, is exactly in a place where, I mean, you could say, hey, we, what if you really hit on a quarterback? Yeah, but there, there's enough issues with offensive line and wide receiver and tight end and defense that you just go? Are we compet- Are we contenders? And don't get me wrong. If you have a quarterback, you take a quarterback, right? If you think Drake May is a generational quarterback and is the best guy you've been able to ha- get your hands on since Aaron Rodgers graced your presence in the draft, I don't know how many options you actually have. But again, I really don't think that's going to happen. So there you go. You want my updated take? That's my updated take. If he continues to play this way, and I, and I, I think if I had to guess, his PFF grade is is kind of like I thought it was last week, probably low 70s. Maybe not quite because of the picks. Maybe it'll be a little bit higher because the picks were kind of the only bad things and everything else was good. I don't know. I don't know. I said 72 last week. I'll say 72 again this week. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, I mentioned Aaron Jones. I'm not going to speak a ton on it because I talked quite a bit yesterday unpacking it after dark, but um, you know, I, I, just everything I said about him coming into this game, I will say continues, you know... <laughs> on to next week. Um, 2.7 yards per attempt, more drops, uh, not massively impactful in the game really in any way, despite the announcers claiming that he was impactful in that game. I don't want to pile on the guy. It's just, it just is what it is. I think when you look to the future, you realize we got to go in a different direction. That's not to say it's urgent. He's got to get out of the building, but you know, you're, you're going to set a price and say, this is what it would make sense for us to keep you. And this is what it would make sense for us to move on from you. And may- maybe given the restructure, we're probably going to hang on another year. But again, it's not like an urgent he has to go. It is an urgent we have to find a solution beyond you know, 2024, 2025, whatever. Because I don't think we really have it right now. Maybe, maybe we really like Emmanuel Wilson. I don't know. But um, actually, why don't I real quick just hit some of the high points. We won't go through every single, single statistic like before, but we'll just hit on some of the major things here. Just see if it sparks any final thoughts before we move on to the the press conferences here. But Jordan Love was 21 of 40. So even now that I look at it, we're we're back down to 50%. But 21 of 40, 289 yards, uh, two touchdowns, two picks, 71.8 passer rating. I'm not sure he's going to hit 70 in this game. It It honestly didn't feel like it was quite that bad. And I know there were a couple drops, but it wasn't. I don't think there were that many. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, Jones, again, 2.7 yards per attempt. Dylan, on the other hand, 7.8 yards per attempt with a 40-yard rumble mixed in. Pretty solid day for him. I mean, not a ton beyond the 40-yard run, but I I just thought in general he was was the better runner today, which is unusual. Uh, The most targeted guy on the team was Christian Watson. Seven targets, but only two receptions. Um, I know he had one drop for sure. I think there's probably a couple that are debated mixed in, and then there were definitely some bad throws. There was also the pass interference. But you hate to see that. I mean, it, it started off great. I mean, two big receptions right out of the gate, and they just couldn't get anything going after that. But, you know, again, it's at, it's that we're starting to see it. We had nothing before. Now he's the most targeted guy on the team. We're starting to get the big shots down the field. I mean, it's just, it's baby stuff. Shouldn't say big shots. The, the biggest reception was 14 yards, but whatever. Uh, the next most targeted, as I mentioned yesterday, was Aaron Jones. He caught four of them, but just for 19 yards. Um, some of the really big passes today, though, 32 yards to Dontavian Wicks. 36 yards to Luke Musgrave, and 46 yards to Jaden Reed. I mean, this is stuff that just wasn't happening before. We're taking shots and we're getting them. Now, there was still a lot of bad throws, and I do think, I almost wonder if maybe Jordan went back to doing it because it's just, it's working better. It felt like he was throwing lasers out there. Like, he wasn't putting air under the ball. Now, <laughs> here's, here's how I'm going to relate to this. In college, we played a lot of beer pong. A lot. The first time I was introduced to it, I was hooked. It was it was my cousin, this guy that my cousin, whatever. He was he literally like went to Vegas and was like a beer pong I don't want to say champion cuz I don't know if he actually won it, but like he's a real hardcore guy. But I was I was hooked. So we went to college that we played it constantly. I was pretty good at beer pong, like really freaking good. But I played it in an unusual way. Most people you put a little bit of arch under it. I didn't. I threw freaking lasers. I think you can be more I, I know you're more accurate when you throw it direct but you leave less margin for error if you throw it up in the air and it comes back down you know w- w- if you just picture the cup you know if you picture it you're looking at it dead let's say it's at eye level right you can't see inside the cup and as you slowly tip it you can see more and more and more and more and the, the hole essentially gets bigger and bigger and bigger so if you're looking at it at a at a, if you're throwing it at an angle you've really got to be very accurate In order to get it in there. Whereas if you lob it up, you've got the whole, you know, circumference of the cup to be able to get it in. It's just harder to kind of gauge when you throw it up in the air. But that was the way I did it because I I just felt like I could be much more accurate just freaking lasering those things in there. And it felt like Jordan was doing that a lot today. He was throwing those things on a freaking rope, man. At least that's how it felt to me. And maybe that's just one of those, like, he's trying to figure out how to throw, like, these balls with the loft in it, and it's just not working. And he just said, screw it. Kind of like what Justin Fields went through when he's like, you know what? I'm not listening to these idiots anymore. I'm going to play the way I want to play, and it's going to go how it's going to go. Now, some of the passes are really ugly as a result. There's no margin for error. So if the receiver gets bumped a little bit, if there's any change in pace or tempo, there's no fixing it, right? There's no margin for error. The receiver can't adjust to kind of make this thing work. It's just got to be, it's just got to be perfect. So some of the passes sucked, just flat out. But again, the results ultimately ended up being better. We had at least three passes over 30 yards completed. So anyways, that was just kind of an observation. I I don't like it because I don't think that's the right way to do it. And he's going to have to learn to throw it the other way in order to do it consistently, successfully. But whatever. And then uh, defensively, most tackles goes to Rudy Ford and Isaiah McDuffie with 10 only sack registered was Preston Smith. I was pretty disappointed with the pressure today. I mean, there was a good amount that just didn't get home. He was able to escape, but uh, I just felt he was a little bit too comfortable in the pocket, which was a little upsetting because it is a pretty bad offensive line. If you're not going to be able to stop the run, you got to be able to generate some pressure and it didn't seem like they were able to do either. Um, Two tackles for a loss. You had Preston and Lucas Van Ness. Uh, No forced fumbles, no interceptions, Um, pass deflections. Jonathan Owens had one. Corey Ballantyne had two. Keyshawn Nixon with one. Devondre Campbell with one. By the way, Keyshawn Nixon, 27.8 average uh, kick return and 12-yard average punt return. He had another really solid day today, I thought. And then I just want to run through the, uh, again, the PFF recap just really quickly. Uh, Offensive spotlight, they first talk about the Steelers and then said this, Jordan Love had a decent day passing the ball with two touchdowns and 289 yards through the air but an interception in the end zone with under four minutes to go and another interception on the game's final play would prove costly as the Packers come up short. Which, again, kind of just summarizes the whole thing. You look at it and it's like, it was a pretty good day. Really? Everybody was good? No, everybody kind of sucked a little bit. Like, nobody was on the level that you want a star player to be at. But it was still kind of good. It's progress. Assuming you don't think that they're a finished product, you, you will accept a day like today goes on to say A.J. Dillon led the team on the ground with 70 rushing yards and 9 carries, including a big 40-yard run. Aaron Jones handled 13 carries for just 35 yards on the ground while adding 3 receptions for 19 yards. And then rookie spotlight, Jaden Reed led the Packers in receiving today with 5 targets uh, for 5 catches, 84 yards and a touchdown. Reed now has 4 touchdown catches on the season to go along with 417 receiving yards. Luke Musgrave was second uh, the team in receiving yards as he came up with a couple big catches for a total of 64 yards and now crossed the 300 receiving yards for the season mark. And since we're on the topic, I might as well bring up this tweet from Zach Cruz. It says, the last three weeks, Packers rookies. Jaden Reed, 14 catches, 196 yards and a touchdown. This is in three weeks. Luke Musgrave, seven catches, 124 yards and a touchdown. Dontavian Wicks, nine catches, 128 yards. That's Eight catches of uh, 20-plus yards from this trio over the last three weeks, he goes on to say. So I can't do it now because, I mean, I could, but I'd rather just use PFF, it's easier. Um, Hopefully I'll remember tomorrow when they update all the stats and everything else. I do want to look at over the last three weeks how they have been performing grades and stat-wise compared to not just other rookies, but to the rest of the NFL and just kind of see how that's uh, panning out because this is starting to look like a really promising (laughs) draft class with uh, Jane Reed, Luke Musgrave, and Duntavian Wicks and what they've been doing over the last couple of weeks, especially since, again, it has not been a perfect performance from the quarterback. I think there were some things left on the field in terms of opportunities. In other words, they could have done even better. Anyways, why don't we take our first break, come back and take a little listen to Matt LeFleur. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase.
1: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipson Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com.
2: So for the record, we're doing this together. I don't know what he said. I know what the title of the video, the other one, not this one, the other one said. So I have a general idea of the tone and tenor. Don't know why those two things always go together. But, uh, yeah, just so you know.
0: Matt, I know there are no moral victories, but that was a valiant effort against a tough opponent at third place.
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, certainly we were disappointed. Uh, They made, obviously, a few more plays than we did, and they came out on the other side of it. And obviously, I was proud of our guys' effort. We knew it was going to be a, a tough four-quarter battle, and um, but we got to make more plays on really on both sides of the ball.
2: So that was his opening remarks there to um, The Rock. And, and, you know, I I, got to say, it's funny, you know, the old adage, the more things change, the more they stay the same. That's kind of how it feels, because on one hand, it's like, hey, man, took some steps, took some strides A couple things that we haven't seen, we started to see. Then you listen to the summary, which is an accurate summary saying we just didn't do enough with the opportunities we had to get a win. And it's like, oh, wait, that's the exact same thing we've said every single week so far
0: speaking of which you got to be pleased with the number of explosives you had offensively not from just one or two guys but a number of your players making big catches big runs aj Dillon, and moving the chains that way yeah i mean we, we knew that we could get explosives on them I and mean, that's kind of been their their deal all year long
3: but we knew that they always made plays especially in the fourth quarter of games and that's exactly what happened i mean we we're in position to score a touchdown, and uh, they come away with an interception right there at the end and um, get more on the final play of the game.
2: Sorry about all the background noise. This is an edited video after the fact, so they got all the unbelievably loud swishing sounds. I don't know why they have that cranked up so much. And then they're playing some highlights with uh, stadium audio in the background, so it's a little annoying because it's hard to hear, but it is what it is.
0: Matt, overall, how did you like Jordan's game? I mean, those interceptions were there, however, they came when the circumstances were pretty dire. How did you like Jordan's game? Yeah, I thought he competed, and um, I thought there was a lot of things he did well, and I'm
3: certainly, I'm sure there's some things that we gotta go back and and correct, but um, it's it's not for lack of effort. I mean, the guy battles, uh, I think he's got the belief of everybody in our locker room, um, we know we're going to get his best effort every time he steps on the field
2: again kind of just nothing statements that we've been hearing since the dawn of time which is what made some plays had some plays you'd like to have back got to go back and watch the film like dude all right cool bro
0: matt what'd you think of your rushing defense at times pretty good at other times not so hot how big of a factor was the rushing defense in this game? That was
3: huge. I think, you know, they averaged, what, five yards a carry or whatever it was, and we knew they were going to try to run the ball, and we didn't stop it.
2: Matt. That about sums her up, huh? <laughs> we knew they were going to do it. We came into this essentially saying we have to stop it, and then they get five yards a carry on us.
0: Matt, end of the day, do you find things coming out of this game? Like I said, a valiant effort to be encouraged about rather than discouraged about.
3: Absolutely, but we also know that this game's a result-oriented uh, game in business, and uh, there are no moral victories. Yeah, I'm proud of our, our guys' fight. I'm proud of their effort, and I'm, I like how these guys battle, and uh, I love how they work Monday through through Saturday. But uh, at some point, we got we got to make those plays and uh, put our guys in the best position possible to come out feeling the way we want to be feeling on, on, on Sundays.
2: And ultimately, that's to some degree true. I think that's a a coach answer. You know, I'm not going to accept a loss because it's it's an evaluation year or whatever. But I think from our standpoint, we can see it as an evaluation year. But he's still right at the end of this where at some point it has to become results, right? Whether it's this is still unacceptable because we demand winning, which probably wasn't going to happen. Or, you know, hey, if we're going to win in 2024 this has to be better. If we're going to win in 2025, this has to be better. Because look, I mean, we can sit around and talk about how everybody was great, right? But it wasn't. <laughs> we lost to a bad football team. So, I mean, we, we can't pat too many people on the back too profusely. I, I, I really don't think there was any one person, although I'm I'm generally, in a very charitable way, overall happy with the performance, at least of the offense. I can't really think of one person that you look at in particular and go, this guy freaking balled out. There probably were some that I didn't notice. I mean, Jaden Reed perhaps had a really good day. Maybe Musgrave. I don't know. Just a handful of plays. Maybe they were great or terrible on the other ones. I don't know. I know it wasn't Christian. I know it wasn't Jordan. I know it wasn't Aaron Jones. Wasn't super feeling it with Dylan, but he did have one nice run. The offensive line in general as a whole, no. Maybe one of the guys in there somewhere. I know it wasn't John Runyon. I know it wasn't Zach Tom. He had a tough assignment, but still. I know it wasn't Walker. Maybe Elton. Maybe Josh. I don't know. Anybody on the defensive front? Eh. I didn't notice. There was no, like, Carrington-Valentine in this game where you went, that guy was just out of control good in this game. Nothing against Carrington. And Valentine had two pass breakups, which is great. At the end of the day, this was a team trying to be great that had some very minor moral victories, in that we checked a couple boxes. Hey, the offense gave us four quarters. The deep passing got better. That's about it. (laughs) Those two things that we have, those two very basic things that every team does pretty much since forever, we finally did it in week 10. We did it, guys. Oh, boy, did we ever do it. So again, big old round of applause. Congratulations. That's great. But now that you finally figured out how to do very basic things, let's see if we can continue to take steps. First of all, number one, don't regress. Continue doing that, but we got to take bigger steps than that. Because honestly, we just, as far as Jordan Love, my evaluation of Jordan Love is concerned, all we did was get him back to where I thought he already was. I never anticipated this entire thing of the guy can't play in the first half of a football game. I didn't anticipate that. The deep passing, I didn't, I mean, this year I did because it was seemingly an issue when I reviewed it. Whatever, but I, right now, Jordan Love is the guy that he was coming out of college. Where you look at it, I remember I called him Mitch Trubisky because it's like, this is a guy who can lead you on a drive all the way down the field and then throws a pick in the end zone. There is, a, there is my voice saying that exact thing when we drafted Jordan Love and I gave my overall evaluation, did a full, like, two big long videos breaking him down. And what happened in this game? He was a great quarterback that drove us all the way down the field and blew it in the end by throwing a pick. So we have gotten back all the way up to who I thought Jordan was coming out of college—the guy that needed a ton of work to be able to get to great quarterback status. And again, that's that's kind of across the board. All right, we, we're we're not a complete embarrassment as a team, at least in terms of major categories of like, are you serious? You can't do that. Now we got to take a step toward competent decent, pretty good, maybe, if we want to get a little sassy with it. You know what I mean? I will say I went through uh, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Rashawn Gary to see if there's anything kind of to pick through that. Not really. It's mostly a lot of these guys. It's just talking point type stuff. Um, They say all the stuff that the coaches say. They just kind of parrot it. I'll say this, though. Rashawn Gary is a terrifying human being. (laughs) I was nervous, and this is a recording, and I'm a long way away from wherever Rashawn Gary is right now. At least I hope I am. Dude was in a bad mood. And, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but you know how some people, whether that's your dad growing up or your wife or somebody, <laughs> they just got a way of, like, I'm real ticked off, and I'm going to pretend to be real nice to you, but I am on a freaking razor's edge right now. He was as cordial as could be. But as hard as he fights on a football field, he was fighting twice as hard to hold back just pure unadulterated rage. Like his voice was shaking. At the end, he even like threw a smile at the reporter. Just, I, I I'd have just walked away. I, if everybody's asking him questions, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna leave that man alone. He's going through some stuff. He doesn't want to talk to me. That's fine. He ain't really even answering questions anyway. I'm pretty sure I could fill in the blanks. I'm gonna get out of here that dude is intense scares the crap out of me dude oh man but we'll we'll do this we'll do uh, Jordan Love and then we'll do uh, the final the official Matt LaFleur press conference I haven't listened to either of them yet but um, regardless of how good the answers are we should probably listen to what they had to say uh, first question from Jordan Love was kind of hard to hear but it was something to the effect of what did you see on that final play Um,
4: you know Last play of the game, um, trying to take a shot to the end zone. dialed a play that we, you know, work all the time in practice. Um, pretty much just trying to get a shot right there in the front in line um, to Christian, and uh, you know, the DB was able to jump in front of the route and uh, make a pick.
2: You know, that was one of the things that Luke Musgrave kind of talked about that I, I did find a little bit interesting, not enough to dial it up and play it, but just the way he kind of talked about. You know, I think it was I don't know whoever asked the question. Did you expect the defense that they put out, which is essentially just having like eight guys on that line of scrimmage? He said, yeah, we expected. And um, just going on to talk about like we we expected that defense. We had been game planning for that defense. We had a play call for that defense. We had, um, you know, if like there's a breakdown, scramble drill to follow that in the defense. Like It was just kind of cool to hear Luke talk about, because in my mind, everything is just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. Matt LaFleur assesses the situation and says, yeah this will probably work in this situation. But to have the players kind of go into a play and expect exactly what the play call is going to be and exactly what the defense is going to look like, obviously it's not always that way. And you probably have a couple different play calls in your mind that it could be. But it was just kind of cool to hear that they had expected, anticipated, and had practiced the living crap out of this specific play in this specific situation. So Jordan kind of echoed that a little bit here, saying, you know, we had practiced this quite a bit. Next question. The offense looked a little bit better, but... Are you getting sick of losing these games?
4: Yeah. um, You know, it's very frustrating. Um, Like I said, I mean, we've been put in this situation a a lot of times, and we have not found a way to win it. Um, So, yeah, it is is frustrating, but, you know, we just got to find a way, um, dig deeper. But it comes down to, you know, so many different plays in the game throughout the course of the game that, um, you know, just we can execute better and take advantage of some of those situations and i don't even think we'll put ourselves in this position at the end of the game but uh yeah we have got to definitely find a way
2: and and that that is kind of the hard thing we, we try to pin it on one or two things but it's throughout the course of the game there's so many little things whether that's you know little big things like you know a pick or a drop or whatever the case may be or even little little thing you know that could change the course of a game you know, I think back to the, the run by A.J. Dillon where he tries to cut back and he slips. I don't know the results of that play, but let's just say use that as an example. What if instead of slipping and getting four or five yards, he's able to stay on his feet and get 15? Does that change the dynamic? Does that change how many points they score? First downs, whatever. What if instead of, you know, we had two passes where the guy caught it and was on the ground and like rolled for two more yards, what if they had caught it on their feet and turned and ran for 10 more yards? And that's on top of inopportune penalties, ill-timed, whatever, drops, Aaron throws, and of course, all the different things that happened across the defense. This is why, to some degree, and of course, just being elite is, is what everybody's shooting for, but there's also the underlying aspect of, on top of being really, really good, because the problem is the Packers, to some degree, are really, really good. We've seen them at their peak, but they're not winning. And the reason they're not winning is because it's so inconsistent consistency and ultimately discipline is such an unbelievably important thing. It's it's really the combination of the two because Bill Belichick teams are generally disciplined. I don't know if they are or aren't right now, but you can be really disciplined and be bad at football and you're probably not going to do too well. You won't beat yourself, but are you going to beat the other team? And being really, really good is great. And you see you saw three passes at least of 30 or more yards. Big 40-yard scamper by A.J. Dillon. Just slinging it in the corner of the end zone to Romeo Dobbs. beautiful pass, catches it two feet down, Jaden Reed. We see the great play, but it's all the little, because there's so many little things that happen throughout a game. If you're lacking the discipline, it doesn't matter if you have 10 great plays. There's 60 opportunities in a game. Let's call it 50. 10 great plays, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? There's 40 opportunities to mess up and ruin this game times 11 guys on your side of of the field. It starts with discipline, the fundamentals. Knock out the penalty. Catch tackle, run the right route, throw an accurate pass, stay in your gaps, understand what it is you're, ask, you're being asked to do. Once you get that down, then we can move on from there. Right now, this is a team that has, I'm not going to pretend they have the most elite players on, on a football field because they don't, but talent isn't the issue. They have more talent than what their record would indicate. It's a discipline. It's, 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 it's inconsistency, volatility, Next question was about his first pick.
4: Yeah, we ran a double move on the outside. You know, we ran out earlier, and uh, they kind of they jumped it a little bit. So, uh, ran the double move. Um, you know, I thought I was able to get Christian over the top, and um, I was trying to put the ball over the top where only he can get it. Um, the DB was able to make a, a good play, get a hand on it, tip it up. Um, so, yeah. I, I
2: I don't usually like those questions because I I don't find them particularly interesting, but I understand. A lot of times, you know, the media and whatnot, they want to find out specifically who's to blame on that. And I think the players do a really good job of not really giving them that opportunity. That's both times Jordan Love has said the DB made a good play. In other words, it's not the wide receiver's fault. It's not my fault. DB just made a play. It's a crafty answer from Jordan Love. He was specifically asked as a follow, do you think it was short? And he said, I don't know. I haven't seen it on film. Maybe. So (laughs) again, he's fishing. I wonder, do, do like big time film people enjoy this? Because I have never been more bored than the questions lately of where it's all like, what what did you see on that final? But what did you see on that pass to Jaden Reed? Like, what are you talking about? This is so boring to me. What did you see on that play to Jaden when you got a touchdown? Yeah, so they, they had an inside release and we had a... And then what? He got open and you threw it and it was a touchdown, right? Great. Next question. So freaking boring. It's like every question. What did you see on that third down play in the second quarter? Caught uh, Christian Watson coming across the middle, there. two high single high, double fruit loop twist turn. I I don't know exactly like what what the leverage was there, Jordan. But what 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 were you seeing there, Chief? Oh God, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I just it's, it's like the third question in a row. That what did you see there? What did you see there? What are you asking? You want him to describe the coverage and the offensive play call? Do you want like an emotional thing? Like I was like some NFL films kind of breakdown. I had grit pumping through my veins. (laughs) What do you want? Jordan's answer, by the way, I'm not even going to play it. Jordan's answer, it was a great play by him. That's it. Overall feeling on the fact that uh, it was a close game, but you had three opportunities down the stretch and came away with three points.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think offensively I think, you know, we started faster, which we haven't done in some of the previous games. Um, so that was a positive. But uh yeah, like you said, there there's definitely a lot of plays that we left out there, some drives where I think we left points out there. Um and you know, in the second half we gotta find a way to score a touchdown right there. Um but you know, I think we did some really good things and I think there's obviously a lot more things to clean up, but um I definitely like the direction we're heading as offense.
2: I think that's a fair assessment. I mean most of that was just filler nonsense in the beginning but at the end, to say I like the way we're heading, the direction we're heading as an offense. I think that's true. I mean, I think that's, that's an accurate, um, I don't want to say it's an assessment because it's not really an assessment, but as I said, I think we saw more of the offense that we want to see. We just got to make the bad go away. And I don't know if it can. I mean, it's easier said than done. I don't know if it can be done. I mean, it's like with the drops. These are guys who in college had drop issues, and then we drafted them and they have drop issues. Now we can sit here and pretend that well they need time and they're young and it's a new team. Da, 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 da. But those are just words. The question is is this going to get better and the answer is I don't know. Not looking great so far, right? And and again with Jordan, it's like he looks great except sometimes he looks bad. And the biggest thing that concerns me is he looks exactly like the guy that was playing at Utah State when I watch him. I mean, identical to that guy. That's not a great thing. I mean, I liked what I saw as far as, you know, what Jordan was doing. But that was with the caveat that with enough time, they could clean up some of the negative things and he could be a really talented quarterback. I don't want to see the same guy. Yeah, the que- I mean, look, may- maybe there's just not a lot of questions to be asked about this. It just is what it is. But I mean, even Jordan's getting annoyed. <laughs> even as I said, 700 times it comes down to execution. So we might just skip through this because I'm not hearing anything worth listening to. Either way, let's take a break. I'll filter through and see if there's any question and answers worth listening to. If not, we'll just kick it off with Matt LaFleur's press conference, and then we'll get up out of camp. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
3: Um, obviously very disappointed. I thought our guys competed and battled hard, and but there are no more victories in this league, and you got to give Pittsburgh a ton of credit. Um,
2: we're- Can I just start off? This is his opening statements to the media. Can I just start off by saying I don't like this? I I don't like saying very disappointed. On on the back of, by the way, and, and, and again, there were some good things, but you can't come out here and say I'm pissed off and we're losing all these games and also our guys fought and battled really hard. You can't be proud of your guys and also severely disappointed. Disappointed in what? Is this on you? Aaron Jones's brother certainly seems to think so. Uh, Aaron Jones's brother Alvin seems to think that Matt LaFleur is the reason Aaron Jones can't catch. <laughs> he went on a tirade. But it just, I mean, it, it to me, it just kind of shoots the whole thing in the foot. Like, you try to come out with some authenticity to say, I'm not happy with this. It's unacceptable. Also, my guys played awesome. I mean, technically, he didn't say that. He said they battled hard. But just don't do it. I'm not saying you have to throw anyone specifically under the bus. Just say it wasn't good enough for many of us. Not for me, not from the players. Nobody's happy. Nobody's content. We have to be better. I just, I don't want to hear within 0.5 seconds of, I'm unhappy with that. I'm proud of my guys. Silly.
3: We were right there at the end of the game and had an opportunity to go win the game and twice. Um, and like many times that we've seen on tape, their defense makes a play. They got two picks to, to kind of close it out. And um, I thought there was a lot of things that we did well in, in in all three phases. And then there's some things that were just really killer. Uh, a couple plays here and there. Um, obviously, offensively, the, the turnovers in the red zone was, was a problem today. Defensively, stopping the run, we had way too many missed tackles. And then on special teams, anytime you get a PAT blocked, I mean, it, it just changes some of the decision making at the end of a game where you're going for touchdowns instead of uh, having the option of kicking a field goal to tie the game up. Um, but I do think that there, there was a lot of good that came out of this in terms of just, we knew we, we challenged our team to go out there and compete for four quarters. And I felt from the, the opening kickoff to the final whistle, we, we did that. And um, I'm confident if we continue with this, that we will end up on the other side of this.
2: So, quick quick point here, Matt. Um, you challenged your team or your offense to play for four quarters because your offense did step up to the plate and kudos to them for that. the defense didn't show up until the second half. so um just just point of order, your eminence but again I, overall I agree this is a step because we've been asking to please see four quarters from the offense and they finally did it and so big round of applause. Did we play well? No. Not very good. Lost to a bad team. Why? Well, too many mistakes like every week. But hey, it is what it is. Here is by the way the the next question. I didn't fully hear it, but um you know Aaron Jones's brother was very upset with this comment. And to be fair, I don't think I've ever heard Aaron Jones deliberately thrown under the bus. But I think everybody has their turn. When you make a mistake, you get held accountable. Um, do you have to do it, not necessarily. But here was essentially what was said, and his brother Alvin was not too happy with it.
3: Yeah, I mean, he put us in position to win the game. We had an opportunity there. I thought, um, you know, when you, we moved, when we checked the ball down to Aaron Jones, I thought there was an opportunity to get out of bounds right there, and we didn't. And that was critical because that wasted a ton of time. Um, and it it we would have had a couple opportunities at the end of the game. That was like 20 seconds or so. It felt like forever. He was trying to get us in a position where um, we were going to have one of the receivers chip the edge. That took too long. Uh, just the whole operation there was not good enough. Um, but I did think he made a couple plays, a couple throws, to put us in position to have a shot, to at least take a shot at the end zone.
2: Now And again, you know, it, it might seem... Um, unnecessary or classless or however you want to put it to to throw Aaron Jones under the bus. And, and again, you don't have to throw anybody under the bus. You can just not tell the media anything. Just say, I thought our guys played well and go screw yourself media if you want. But let's be honest. I mean, this is the conversation to be had about Aaron Jones. What is going on here? You're the veteran. You're the guy that's not supposed to be fumbling and dropping passes and making mistakes. You're the guy that should know in this situation you have to get out of bounds, not try to cut back inside and rip 20 seconds off the clock and force us to have one play instead of three or four plays. You're the guy that should know that. And I'm positive Aaron Jones does know and he does take accountability for it. But again, it's just just the broader question of what is going on with Aaron Jones? Because this isn't the guy that we all know and love as the guy that you can count on, the guy you can rely on. I mean, for weeks, we've been hearing, got to get more Aaron Jones. He's the guy. He's the one guy you can count on, the one guy you can rely on. That hasn't been the case. It, on a team that's that's making way too many mistakes, Aaron Jones might be making as many or more than just about any other rookie or second-year player on this team. And Matt LaFleur is not wrong in what he's saying. You can disagree with him calling him out like that. Maybe he shouldn't have done it, but he's right. That's critical. That may have lost us the game. Now, you know, Jordan's interception technically was the loss. It was, we were forced into a position where we had to throw a pass into the end zone. By not being in that position, we possibly could have done something else. And again, that's a basic thing, man. And here's Matt LaFleur, by the way, again, talking about the last play. I had mentioned Musgrave and Jordan had alluded to the fact that they practiced this play a lot. Here's Matt LaFleur talking about the last play.
3: Well, it's a play that we practice, all the time um, as a end of game play. And, you know, most good defenses like Pittsburgh has, they're, they're going to defend the goal line. And you try to run uh, a corner route to flush a defender out of there, and you hit basically an in-cut behind it, and, you know, they didn't
2: back up. Now, I haven't seen a review of this, but I would assume if that's the situation, you're, you're trying to put them in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. That is to say, we're going to run a corner route somebody's going to bail to cover the corner route and we're going to hit them underneath. If you don't bail to cover the corner route, I mean, I know it's it's kind of tough. It's a very confined area. Maybe there's just not enough time. I'm guessing there was probably somebody open in the back of the end zone. But again, from that far away, the defender can get from where he is to the back corner of the end zone pretty quickly. So maybe that play just doesn't work from however far out they were. I don't know. I don't know. But if it's just as simple to defend as just don't back up, then, you know, maybe get a different end-of-game play that you practice all the time. Here's Matt LaFleur on the uh, lateral-slash-forward-pass nonsense. Um, and I don't know if it's going to pick it up or whatever, but there's when when he hears what the question is, he chuckles to himself, which is indicative of how d- disgusted by the call he was.
3: discussion after that, or, or not. I thought it was pretty clear to me, but somebody else felt differently, so I guess that's that's the way it is. I guess I was wrong.
2: And again, it's maybe I am wrong and you're wrong and we're all wrong. And somebody's got this overhead view of it. I don't know. Um, But, you know, it's (laughs) Matt LaFleur does not seem. um, He seems pretty confident in his stance, as do I, as do you, as does just about everybody. And again, that has to be a pretty hard angle. That is that is an optical illusion. If you're telling me not only because it doesn't have to go backwards, it just ha- it 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 has to go forward. If it does not go forward, that is a lateral pass, it is a fumble. It seemed clear to me it went backwards. At best it was lateral, but whatever. Anyways, there there's more to it than that. I feel like we've we've pretty much uh beat this to death. There is more um you know, if, if you want to find out who's to blame on specific plays, there's more covering, you know, what was supposed to happen on this play, that play, whatever, you know, anticipating this and said we got this, blah, blah, blah. But I am going to leave it at that. I got to get going. Again, it, it is what it is. There certainly were things that happened in this game that we haven't seen, and that's a good thing, especially since coming into this game, we said Jordan Love has grown in each of the last two games. Now, I don't know that this was better than last week from Jordan overall. Kind of hard to say. Um, the consistency was there, but I don't know that it had, well, I shouldn't say it didn't have as high highs. It had the big deep pass. Just that, that second half from Jordan last week was pretty fantastic. But it had some really low lows also. So it's, it's, it's tough to say. But the point is, we checked another box. So we'll call it continued growth for three weeks. We added in the deep passing, which is another big issue if we can patch in some consistency. And again, I honestly don't give a crap about the defense. I don't. And I know that sounds stupid. I just I don't have faith. I think we know what the defense is. Period. I don't see the defense being something magic. I mean, where where is that going to come from? Where does the growth come from? We don't have, you know, a, a first year ish quarterback and, you know, first year wide receivers and second year wide receivers and first year tight ends and Second-year offensive lineman. That's that's not what we have on defense. The only young guys we have on defense are backups that are in there because of injury. So it's not going to get better. It's not a matter of like we have the guys. And no, we don't. The guys we have are injured. And it's either a question of we need new guys again, or we need a new defensive coordinator. But this isn't getting fixed. It just it is what it is. I want to know what we have on offense. You know, I, I I hope for great performances from the defense occasionally. Congratulations, but it's just it's not going to be a thing. You got that fool's gold thing they're going to come out they're going to ball out they're going to get you thinking maybe something's real maybe 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 and then the next week they're going to crap the bed i just i'm over it find a solution because we don't have it whatever it is but anyways have a good night i'll talk to you tonight tomorrow whatever have a good one Goodbye.